Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. Your host, Mr. Jono Petrahilos, currently generates over a million dollars a year selling his online courses. And now he teaches you how to do the same. Along with listening to our podcast, make sure to join the Course Creator Community Facebook group. It's one of the largest and most engaged Facebook groups in the space. You'll find the link in the show notes. Anyway, let's get to today's show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I am super excited because we have an absolute rock star on the line this week. Now, I know I say that about every guest every week, but this person actually is a rock star. When it comes to her topic of content marketing, she's one of, if not the best in the world. I've hired her for her services myself, and I know a lot of people, interviewed a lot of people, been to all the the conferences, done all the courses. So she is very good at this topic here. She's an Instagram marketing coach. She's a business coach, and her specialty involves helping people generate clients or customers with ease on Instagram using only their content. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Molly Mansky. Molly, how are you? Hi, I'm so good. Thank you for the introduction. That's quite the compliment coming from you. So I appreciate it. All good. And I believe you're in you're in Texas these days, are you? We're we're about in yes. Texas. And what's the weather like? I'm I'm up in Texas near Austin. Uh it is warm for December. Um, but you know, it's up and down. It's, it's Texas. Yeah. Well, I'm in I'm in Sydney, Australia, and I only ask that weather question when it's summer over here. Because, you know, a lot of people, and I'll ask the other guests we get on in a sec, it's like zero degrees over there, and I'm here in my <laughs> my tank top, you're about to go to the beach. But before we get into it, we've also actually got another guest on the line as well, another awesome guest, and I'll give her an intro when it's kind of her episode as well. Um, but in a nutshell, I'm introducing... Oh, I'll spoil it. So we've got Emily Walker on here. She's going to be on the podcast next week. And, you know, we were both where I was bored and I was like, Emily, you want to come on early and, you know, do a, do a, I've got a podcast here, jump on, it'll be fun. Uh, Emily's expert expertise is all around the course creation side of things and how to put together a really, really good course. So she's going to be, well, I'll introduce her. Emily, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. This is so fun. It was so like spontaneous. And now it's like, yeah, let's, let's do this. Awesome. Now, and whereabouts are you based, Emily? I'm in Canada. I'm on the West Coast in Victoria. So it is cold and rainy here. Like, thankfully, yeah. I'm in the part of Canada that doesn't really get snow, but it's definitely not summer weather or Texas weather. So I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. That's <laughs> what I wanted to hear. But yeah, so Emily's um, specialty involves around like creating the course and her topic, if you're interested to tune in next week, is essentially how she got one of her clients from charging something like $300 for his online course to $1,200. So if you're interested in that, you can check it out next week. So it'll be both me and Emily, um, you know, kind of interviewing Molly. So let's dive into it. Molly, do you, I know I gave you a bit of an intro there, but do you want to let us know in a minute or two, what is it you actually do? Yeah. So I help people create better content, but, but specifically I help you create content that attracts ideal clients, you know, attracts high ticket clients specifically for your courses, you know, your one-to-one, your services. Um, And so I'm very specific in going from, you know, I'm I'm very specific in making your content do the selling for you. Um, And I remember we spoke, the last time we spoke on, on this call, it's really cool to think about it, is I was doing the same thing and the only difference then was like, now I'm at a point where I've been able to quit my job since we last spoke. And Mm -hmm. I've been able to, this is a a six figure business now. And that's, what's really cool. And so that's even more so what I focus on is, you know, creating content that 
gets people to like in your role, they want to work with you because of your values, because of, you know, the way you work and also obviously results, but that's what we create inside of content. And that's how I help you create essentially having a really strong offer in itself, a six figure business all in one by, you know, being super knowledgeable on Instagram. Yes. And, and like Molly's stuff works because, and even like, I'll put her link down to Instagram down below and you know, you check it out and what I like, like it works because I've bought off her. So it, it obviously works, <laughs> but, but also like what I want to stress here, there's a few things I want to stress. A lot of people that teach Instagram is like, here's how you get more followers. Here's how you get more engagement. Yeah. Here's how you make your photos look pretty, you know, and that's not necessarily bad stuff, but it may or may not lead to sales. Like Molly's stuff is like, Post this stuff and you will make money. And you know what? You'll probably get likes and comments and, and that sort of stuff as well. Um, but the focus is you know, to generate revenue or to generate clients. So I love that. And also the other thing that Molly does really well is she kind of replaces the sales call. So, you know, it's common kind of practice for a course creator to maybe, you know, or, or a service provider to, you know, put some content out there, jump on a phone call with someone and, you know, convert that person by, by a phone call, uh, which is okay. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but the issue is it's time consuming, right? And maybe that's okay if you're charging, you know, five, ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000. I know a lot of Molly's clients do as well. But if you're a course creator, like the more you can get this kind of without getting on the phone, the better. Uh, and also... Now, I think a lot of people also sell via DMs, which is cool as well. Um, but once again, it's time consuming. You've got to DM people. You've got to wait for them to reply. Like Molly's Molly's content kind of like autopilots all that. So if you're listening to this and you're like, all right, how can I make sales from Instagram? You know, she's the the woman. Let's um dive into it, Molly. I think maybe the easiest is if we kind of do like a, a journey kind of thing. Maybe we give you a, an avatar and we say, right, here's the person here. What's the first thing they got to do? And we kind of move on from there. Is that cool with you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Uh, I'll get your opinion too, Emily. This is what I'm thinking for the avatar. Let's just both get on the same page from here. Let's say it's someone who's got an online course. The online course is created, but they're not selling. They're on Instagram and they're posting stuff, but they're not making any sales from it. You happy with that avatar, yeah. Emily? I love that. I love that. And I think probably one of the things that's really getting them stuck on, on social that I'd love to hear how that comes in through the journey is there's this fear when we're selling what a lot of people call info products with a course or a program that goes, what the heck can I post about on my social, on my content without just essentially spilling all of my secrets, sharing absolutely everything inside my program. Um, or that's not just like 5 million testimonials and please buy now. So I I'm so excited to hear this. Awesome. Do you yes. want, do, do you need a niche at all, Molly, or should we keep it general? You know, we can keep it general because I think this is going to apply to everybody. I mean, if we want to be specific, I definitely, we can definitely dive into examples. Um, but yeah, no, I can definitely, we'll start general. Awesome. All right. Yeah. For that person there and not saying that avatar is me that, that I gave there, um, but it may help me the tips that I, that I gave you there too. <laughs> so what's the first yeah. person, this, per, this first thing this person has to do? Yeah. So the thing I wanted to mention, cause I know, you know, Emily was saying, I'm so curious on how you would do it without, you know, cause this is the problem that I see when people try to sell. It's like, Oh, buy my stuff because it it's, you know, it's great. It's going to help you with this. And it actually comes off as more of a convince kind of energy mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, and yes. you're kind of, it's like, you're trying to persuade somebody why they need your program. 
versus just showing them. And like, that's, I think that's, you know, for instance, what made you buy with me just from our conversation, I wasn't even trying to sell to you, Mm. but you know, Jenna, like you were, you were like, ah, actually I'd like to book a call with you. It's that's literally what I do in my content. It's um, I'm, it's kind of like giving, it's like, it's kind of like selling without selling essentially. Mm. Um, You're sharing what that person needs already and why they need it. And naturally they're going to want that. Um, and so I think this question really depends too on where that person is, you know, because I think this is the only time I'd want to, like, we'd want to dive into, to, to the problems because it could be so many things. Like maybe the course itself isn't a good, you know, offer, you know, are you really solving a problem? Mm. But nine times out of 10, it's just the messaging. Um, you know, most people that I work with are really good at what they do and they, they're knowledgeable. They just don't know how to get it out there. So I'm wondering, um, at a standpoint, it, like if I were to, if we were to be specific, would this person be somebody who um, maybe they're brand new and they want to, you know, start a course or are they somebody who's experienced? Like what, what let's example say, do you want me to go off of? Well, I'll say a couple of things I'm thinking. I think we go experienced, Emily. Let's say like, like you mentioned, Molly, they got a course, the course is sick, but no one's buying it, right? It's more a messaging. And they've had a couple of people go through it and they get awesome feedback and all that. But also, I think maybe what we might even do to keep it easier is would you be comfortable if you maybe use your avatar as an example, Molly, where you're like, right, you know, my people are, are people that want to get better yeah. on, you know, content marketing. Here's what they need. Here's how I give it to them. I think that might be the, yeah. the easiest. Is okay. that cool with you? Perfect. Yeah. So again, like my, most of my clients, they're really good at what they do. They know what they're doing. And I mean, that's more than I, than I started with. I actually started kind of brand new. So I had to kind of navigate both at once. Mm. Um, but really at the end of the day, again, it is messaging and it's how, it's why I recommend like selling something before even what you have is completely done because mm. what, you know, it's, you're not really selling, you want proof of concept first and 100%. foremost. Um, and the first thing to do is gain trust. Like this is the thing that people miss out on because it does take longer. Mm. And that's why I, um, I'm so like, I stand by content really being able to do everything for you. And that's why I've been able to move away from discovery calls is because content should do most of that trust building, but it also is a little more timely because on a sales call, you can kind of do everything that you need to do in, in what you can do in content. Um, you can kind of explain everything, personalize it, help make them trust you, make them like you. And that's what you do on a sales call. But the first step in content is to actually look at it as like, I, like you want to be the go-to mm-hmm. immediately. Um, so that means what kind of content do you need to create to become the go-tos? There are different, there are different pieces of content in, in terms of the strategy, like content that, that um, grows and then content that sells, but you do get it to a certain point where you don't need to do the selling, the growing part. But if you mm-hmm. don't have anyone to sell to, then you might need to focus on that more um, first. But the thing is, is simultaneously, you want to be doing more things that are going to get people just raving to work with you, uh, or I guess people just wanting to see that your next post, like super excited. Mm-hmm. Um, so this could look like, you know, getting in other people's spaces, you know, being on podcasts or, um, you know, right now still creating reels is something that did help me grow, but now carousels work better for me. Um, but it's really just creating content and knowing what kind of content is going to get a response. And, um, and then also something I wish I did more in the past was more lives because Ooh. 
the Even whole goal is, yeah, yeah. Because the whole goal here is nobody knows you, nobody trusts you. Why are they going to buy from you? It's not, you shouldn't be going out there convincing. You know, mm. you want it to be when you actually go to sell, they already know all of that. They're already educated. They're they're like, oh, okay, perfect. I was waiting for this. Like I was waiting for something to come my way, you know? So you want to be creating, and honestly, you're probably going to be creating more at the beginning. If like, let's say you're starting from scratch mm. or you're, you're not, you didn't really have a strategy before. Um, I re- would recommend like if there was a contingent strategy that I would give somebody, um, cause I know people like exact, exact examples. It would literally just be maybe three reels and two carousels. And the only reason I am singling those out is cause I do use content formats for different purposes. Like that's just, it just makes it easier. And like reels, I use a lot more for growth or for connection cause mm-hmm. connection does help people trust you. I mean, they're, they're, if they're going to spend, you know, a good amount on you, they're going to want to feel that trust. That's how you get away from sales calls too. But so on the other hand, carousels I use to really showcase my knowledge, give actionable steps. And I've had many clients tell me I bought from you because your care, because of your carousels. So I, the biggest thing is I don't hold back. Like, I, especially when, you know, I know people worry about the how, but if no one is listening to you, how are you going to just sell? You know, how are you going to become the go-to? Mm-hmm. Everyone I've bought from, I've gotten some sort of win first from them. Like I was yeah. like, wow, I was able to do this. So I would love to learn more from you. You know, so that's kind of where I would start is creating a very, um, be- becoming visible, I guess I would put it, put it that way. Love it. I've got some questions to to dive deeper in there. Um, I just had one, I wanted to piggyback off something you said, then we'll, we'll dive deeper into some of that. Cause I think it also goes back to what Emily said about, you know, do you just give the, the one and not the how and not the two steps or whatever. And like, this is my experience with that. And I, I think, and there's a couple of different ways to look at it. Like, I think there are some people that won't buy, they will just always, they'll just follow you and they will just, you know, um, you know, read your content and do what they can for free. Totally cool. No one's got a hundred percent close rate of every single follower that (laughs) follows them by. There's always going to be that people that do that. Right. But there's also going to be people on the other side, like me, I have zero interest in scrolling through Molly's thousand posts and thousand reels and reading everything and implementing like, I'll I'll do that, you know, three or four of them. And then I'll follow her and then I'll like it and I'll follow stuff. and I'll get some wins. I'll be like, great. I can't be bothered waiting for another year to get this free content. Molly, you're good at what you do. Shut up and take my money and speed it up 12 months, which is what I did. Speed me up 12 months by by doing this here. So that's that's what I would say for the listeners. That's fine. People will take your content and not buy and just follow it and get some wins. It's fine. People are always going to do that. But there's always people on the other side. And those people are the buyers, the ones that are like, you know, okay, great. This is good. I'm, I'm going to buy there. Um, I had some questions I wanted to dive deeper, but I feel, you know, I've been talking a bit. Emily, you've, did you have any questions with what Molly said there? Well, I just, I love that you called that out around the, like, not feeling like you have to hoard the how, because that's very much like my philosophy as well is like, I, I just love so much of, of like the abundance that you come from when you're talking about how you approach things, Molly, because I think a lot of people are going to be like, oh, I have to like hold back my personality. I have to hold back this. I have to fit myself into this box. I have to hold back this content. Instead of just being like, I want you to 
know and like and trust me and and make an informed decision about if this purchase is right or not like I'm not going to try to like only show you little bits of things and kind of to your point too John like I was picturing um like someone who could go around Costco and get all the little tiny samples and like yeah I'm sure if you just kept looping around eventually you could get you'd feel full and be like I had enough of that um but like or you could just be like you know what actually this was so delicious I loved it I really like the flavoring I like how it's assembled I'm going to go buy the box of this thing and so I can make it at home and I think the more we can remind ourselves exactly like you said like not everyone's going to buy and that's fine either like they're going to get what they need and that's awesome or they're like not for me but we want to speak to the people who are like yeah like there's some sort of connection some sort of resonance there so I just can't echo enough how much I love love what you're sharing now I've got two specific questions, Molly. So you mentioned, hey, we've got to post content that's going to get people to trust us. And an element of that is just time. You know, the longer you, you follow someone and because that's one, that's one thing I see a lot on Facebook. It's like someone will add me as a friend on Facebook and they're a, a sales expert in, on their banner on Facebook. And then the next month they're a Facebook ad expert. You know, and then the next <laughs> month they're a crypto expert. And I'm just like, I'm never buying off this person ever, you know? So, you know, elements of it is, is time. Um, and then the other thing you mentioned is kind of like posting content that's not so much trying to convince people, but it's going to get them wanting to come to us. Um, I was hoping you could give us maybe a couple specific examples on both of those and maybe even from your own circumstance. What are some things that you post that you're like, right, I know if I do this, it's going to get people to trust me. And right, you know, if I do this, it's going to get people to want to reach out and buy my thing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you were to post uh, content and you're, you know, you're t- to sell, the reason people don't bite in the first place is because, again, they don't understand a lot of what they need to understand first and foremost. Like they don't know, they don't, they're not properly educated. And again, yeah, to other, a lot of people, that takes a lot of time in their heads. Cause like, oh, well, I, you know, they want the instant gratification. That's why people still really keep chasing followers. Um, because it is more instant, but at the end of the day, instant gratification, like people also don't understand that you can actually make somebody a very warm lead or someone who buys from you after they find you in a day, like Mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, but at the same time, you know, you do need to have an audience to sell to in some way. It does not have to be big. It, it absolutely does not. And in fact, I definitely could have, I definitely wish I would have sold way sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of an example of like how I would sell, like for instance, it really depends again, where your, your audience is at. And the, the reason again, too, I wanted to just to, to add before we get into the example is the reason why I share the how at the beginning is because pe- that's what people are actually looking for when they first come to you. Most people like, so mm-hmm. there are people yeah. who are just looking for free stuff. And there are people who are looking for a potentially to pay, to pay for something, but everyone still is searching for the free thing. Like yeah. that's just how we are. We're, yeah. we are selfish. We want to know, you know, the thing. And so if we're just, if we're just posting content in order to um, just to sell, no one's going to listen to you unless you've done that to them first. Mm-hmm. However, there does come to a certain point where you learn how to nurture meaning you give people some value, but they still feel that they, like they want more. So it's also about mastering your messaging in that sense. So if I were to, for example, if I were to sell, um, I would, instead of saying, you know, there, there's two different types of ways you can sell. You can, you can sell directly like, Hey, this is my offer. But I always say that is for the people who already went through step one of like mm. trusting you, even if it was just from a post or two, like it doesn't have to be years of posting. 
Um, so yeah, you can, that, that, that works for that purpose. Step two, and also the repetition, like offer awareness is so important. Yeah. Um, step two mostly is selling again without necessarily giving the how, and that's, that's, that's the time I differentiate the two. So if I were to sell and I were to say, Hey, like, this is, this is how you get more people to buy from you and your content. I would literally share the, what I would share. This is, you know, step one, uh, have a clear niche, right. Or I would have, you know, something like that, where I would really dive into what they need. And then the, how would be working with me. That's the difference. Um, and if you, once you master how to do that in, in your content, when you are, are, and aren't selling, I mean, you know, it's, it becomes that much easier. So I hope that example was clear. Gotcha. Let me just make sure I got my head around that. So let's say that the selling without selling one, you would do kind of like an educational post, right? Here's how you, you know, um, yeah, yeah. make sales with content. Here's step one, here's step two, here's step three, here's step four. It's probably a, a carousel. And then he's, there's probably a description as well that kind of explains it too. And then you're like saying, hey, if you want, if you want to learn or if you want to go deeper into this strategy or you want more details or whatever, I've got a course that that covers it. Is is that kind of what you're saying there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the thing t- is too, um, people have a problem with selling all the time, and that's the other that's the other part of it is they do need to sell a lot more mm. um, because like I I see people making reels all the time because like oh that's gonna get people to follow me and like follow me follow me follow me and then they're like well how come no one's buying from me it, like the thing is all this is what I tell my clients is it just takes the right person, the right matches, the right time. So you are missing out if you're not making people super aware. So the problem is they get people from reels to their account and then that's it. Like they have nowhere else to go and they just follow you and they don't have, there's no like journey. And that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. The client journey does begin before they even pay you. That's the whole process. So they need to know how to when they find you, what's the next step, you know? And again, and not everyone's going to do the whole journey, but the right people will. And you need to have a a solid way of doing so, so that you're getting sales constantly and you're also getting reach. Gotcha. I'll hand it over to Emily in a sec, but I've got a follow-up question with that kind of like around the algorithm side of things. I basically just watch reels now on Instagram. I I hardly ever go over to my feed and, and watch it. I'm just reels, 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 reels. Now, um, I think it's probably two things, probably an algorithm thing and also like a behavior thing as well. Cause I don't spend a lot of time on Instagram. I might spend 10 minutes a day, just, just scrolling through, through reels. Um, and it sounds like most of your kind of sales posts are done via carousels in the feed. Is that just, it is what it is. There's people like me that are probably not the ideal Instagram client. Cause I'm just going on reels and looking at <laughs> it. Uh, but there's other people that are the ideal Instagram client because they're actually going through the feed and, you know, reading people's content that they follow. What's what's your two cents on that? Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Yeah, um, that's a good question. So 
there is content that isn't for everybody. And I, this is why people need to like not attach themselves to engagement as a method of like, this is, this is good. Um, I did a good job because the, the right people need to see it. And that's, what's more, most important. Like I've had people say, Oh, I I didn't have followers yet. When I posted this, should I delete it? And like, no, where they're going to go look at it later, or they might, you know, you might be able to read, it doesn't make any sense. Like it's going to work for somebody. Um, and I, the reels, I think everyone kind of consumes differently and has different methods, but I always look at it as like, now that I understand how to market, if that person already isn't moved by the first line of what I'm saying, which is the most important thing, they don't, they're not going to buy from me. Like they're they're not really wanting more, you know, Mm. the right people will read it. That's, that's kind of how I, how I look at it. And there's so many different ways. Like that's just my strategy carousels work for me a lot with selling yeah. but also stories work for me some people get away with only selling in stories so it really you do have to find yeah. your own way of doing stuff but at the end of the day the quality of your content it, it doesn't even matter for the algorithm at, the, at this point like if you once you know how to properly nurture how to yeah. properly just create bad ass content like you know the rest is taken care of well i think a good point there as well like what i'm hearing from that is kind of like reels is great to get out there but don't judge your your content on your reels because you're going to get people like me. I'm going to like that reel, but I'm not even going to go over to you. And yeah. I'm going to see that reel, but I'm not going to go over to your, your profile and check, just because the person I am, you know, um, but there's <laughs> going, there's going to be other people. you like, I'm not the person you really want to target on Instagram. You know, you want to target that person that actually follows people and scrolls through their, their feed and that sort of thing. So that's a thing. That's a great tip. Uh, Emily, did you have any questions for Molly from there? Yeah, I, something that you were talking about recently on your profile that I really, really enjoyed was these mindset shifts you made from kind of like convincing energy into like a kind of a place of more groundedness. And I'd love for you to elaborate on that because I think a lot of people have blocks around selling because it feels a little bit like that, like kind of cheap perfume salesperson in the mall who's like chasing you down being like, smell it. More like we feel like we have to do that for like selling <laughs> and convincing opposed to like seeing it as a celebration or an invitation. So I'd love to hear more about yeah how you think about that and how that informs the type of content you create. Yeah. So honestly, I, I don't want to like speak bad on this side of selling, but I personally just don't like it. It's just my, it's just the way I go about it. But like, for instance, I had, I, I was looking into potentially uh, investing in this one mentor, but I was kind of wanting to, I wanted something a little bit higher. Like I was literally looking for something better. And, but I was still kind of curious on what the other offer was. And I did, I remember, and I hadn't been in that position in a while. It's usually the other way around, but I was the one reaching out to her. And I realized, um, I asked her about it. She, she told it to me. She gave me the links. She told me, let me know if questions. And it felt so good that I didn't have to give her an answer. Like I could have just sat with that and think about it versus, mm. Like, Hey, so how did you think about it? Like what, it, you know, that if she would have done that, I would have been like, uh, I don't know. Like, I, w- I don't know. Just if that's something you're already on the fence on and it's already an investment and you're not sure, but the fact that she did that made me want to work with her more. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dang, like I, she doesn't even need my sale. Like I, she's fine, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same thing about if you think about the person that you look up to or you want to be like, are they really going to be worried about the one person who goes to them? Are they really going to be the one the, worried about the, um, the amount of likes that they got in one post? Like you would, you can't even imagine, like, let's say like Gary Vee had like the low post one day or likes, he does not care. Like it doesn't matter. You know, it's kind of the same, same energy. 
Um, and so that's kind of the way I wanted to carry it onto my, my program. Cause there was someone, I remember somebody reaching out to me. I was giving her, uh, I was answering questions and I didn't pressure her into it. And she was just like, okay, I just kind of need to think about it. And I knew that she really did want to work with me. It wasn't anything to do with me, you know? And at that point I could tell there wasn't something that I could do about it at the time. And she, I remember her responding, thank you so much for not making me feel like I had to, like, I, it makes me want to work with you more. Like she literally said that. And it just reiterated exactly what I'm trying to do. And I'm trying to create, I'm not trying to make people feel if they come into my space, cause, because they felt slightly like obligated because I, I kind of made it not that I convinced them, but I don't want to be the person to push. They need to make that decision because if they come into a world, uh, like a space where we're trying to get them results, they're not going to be in the right place that I need them to be to get those results. So that's kind of why, like in the, I feel like in the coaching industry, it's hard to get somebody results if they weren't really there in the right mindset if they weren't there mm. with like i i trust you versus they come and say well hopefully you have this and you better give me this and i you know i i really want another call because i you know that's kind of who you attract in that way so it's actually you're actually attracting people who really respect you and people that want that like other people want that too and they are just attracted to that kind of energy of like not complaining not uh not convincing and so that's I guess that's how I, how I look at it. And you, there's, it's so possible. I used to think that, no, I have to follow up. That's what I'm taught, you know? And it's, it's not like a bad thing. People are good at it. I just, to me, it comes off wrong. And so I thought well, I can do it my way. And if I can find my way, I'm going to do more of it. Like I'm going to, I'm going to get more results because it's feels better for me. But if that's a line for you, then by all means go for it. hundred yeah. percent. I think that, I think that's a good, good point there as well in a few different ways. Like, um, it's your selling style is either going to like, if your selling style feels bad, you're probably going to suck at it. Yep. You know, like there could be someone that's the best in the world at the follow-up strategy as Molly was mentioning, you know, how I'll send someone the info, I'll follow up, you know, I'll, I'll get on calls, whatever. If that's what you like to do and the way you like to buy sweet, go for it. You know, it'll, it'll work for you. But if that feels funny for you and you're like, ah, oh, I wouldn't want to do that to, to someone else. Well, you know, I wouldn't want someone to do that to me. What well, if we could do it to someone else? You know, and if you do, it's it's just never really going to work for you. So I, I love that. Yeah. Uh, Molly, there's a few questions I usually like to finish up with. Just before I get to them, Emily, did you have any questions you wanted to ask Molly? I think you answered it. You've shared so much with us. I feel like there's so many gems to take away from here. Awesome. Thanks. Glad to know. All right. Well, Molly, every question I ask um, people on this podcast, if they have an online course, is what platform they use to host their online course on. Now, I believe you've got an online course or you've got, you've got, um, yeah, wh where do you host it on and, and how do you find it? Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. You know what? That's funny because I'm actually, 
you know, working with them in sponsorship right now. It's Thinkific. Okay. Um, and they're currently the platform that I'm working with. They, I actually really like their, it's very easy to navigate. It's very easy mm-hmm. to create like mini offers and big offers, all of that. Like if you, you know, people can, it's a really easy way to get people into your world, see what other programs, offers you have to create. I really enjoy it. I like easy. So, you know, you can even have your own like a sales page too that um, you can in- integrate as well. So that's what I use. Awesome. We And Emily, we'll probably chat more about that on our podcast there. But mm-hmm. yeah, for the mm-hmm. listeners, Thinkific, I think in terms of popularity, it's either the most or the second most. Like in, in my mm-hmm. kind of following, like it's always a, a tie between like Thinkific and Kajabi in terms of pe- people that use it, you know? What, yeah. what do you and find? Canadian. <laughs> yeah, they are Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not really? Yeah, yeah. They're from near me. Who's that? Oh, now, don't. Cool. Don't spoil your answer, Emily, because I'm going to ask that to you on your podcast. <laughs> but do you mm-hmm. find do most of your students use Thinkific, or what do you what are your ratios? You know, I say I get a fair a fair mix of Teachable, Thinkific, Kajabi, and then there's another one that I'm pushing everyone towards. Um, so I think there's there's a lot of <laughs> options, and and the same way with um like what you're talking about, like if a selling strategy feels good to you or not, like find what feels good. I think it's the same thing with course platforms too where it's like you find yeah. one that you love and you're like, I love the company. I love how it works. It works for me. If it feels easy, it feels in flow. Then it's like, just lean into that. Awesome. I'm so curious now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I think you're going to have, there's two ways we can do this. We can either not mention what Emily's saying and then everyone has to listen next week to hear it. Um, <laughs> but I just can't wait. I'm selfish and I, and I want you to know <laughs> you as well, Molly. Can you spill the beans, Emily? Yeah. So I moved probably, when was this? This would have been early in the beginning of this year to Learn Plus, which is Thrivecart's new course oh, platform. Yeah. They they released it and it is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I actually started on Thinkific is where I started with my courses. And then I migrated because I wanted a bit more control over the design experience. So I made the horrible mistake of trying to do a self-hosted course on WordPress. Yeah. Never. I've, I've... Oh yeah, I've don't made, do it. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've made that mistake too. Yeah. Yeah, and then I found Learn Plus, and I'm obsessed with it. It's so user friendly. It integrates with Thrivecart, which is already amazing sales and funnel mm-hmm. software. You have a lot of control over the visual design. It's a great learning experience. I could go on and on and on and on. We'll oh. talk about that next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll share my two cents. So I now use that as well, Emily. So because oh, yeah. well, there, there were a couple ways they got me right. So, mm-hmm. cause I run two different businesses. I've got fitness education online and then I've got, you know, the course creator community, both completely separate, um, fitness education online. I've had for about 10 years now, this, this, this wow. business, which is cool. Yeah. Online courses as well. 10 years ago. I, I don't even think I'm that good at it. I just think I just got lucky and started, you know, before anyone you else. You got the beginning that. of the wave and now yeah, you're rocking yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I use, I use Sam card as my checkout card mm-hmm. for that, mm-hmm. which is something like a hundred US dollars a month. And I've been paying that for about 10 years. I don't want to do the math and, and add up how much I've paid them, right? Um, mm-hmm. Thrivecart, just for the cart, not the hosting, just for the cart. I get it on special for 500 US dollars one-off payment. And I'm a lifetime like, fee. That's how like, they got me too. <laughs> yeah. I w- imagine how much tens of thousands of dollars I'm, I would have. And now, because I've had that other business for 10 years, I can't be bothered changing all my cards. I've got links and mm-hmm. it's probably more hassle than good. I'll just, you know, eat a hundred bucks a month for the rest of my life. Um, but but anyway, like there was that. And I was with, with the course creator community. I was like, right, I'm starting everything from scratch. I know what worked and hasn't worked from that other stuff. So I want the the best stuff, the, 
the best, but also the most affordable. So I can help out new people mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I started off with New Zenla with my online course, which is pretty good. You know, it's mm -hmm. for what it was. And I got that for like 40 bucks a month and it does everything. And I was like, yeah. okay, that's a pretty good deal, 40 months. But their checkout cart wasn't great from a sales experience because mm -hmm. the way it works with New Zenla is someone essentially, and I think Thinkific is the same, actually. I think like someone needs to create an account before they can actually purchase. And what happened is like, I've got free courses and lead magnets and, you know, people would go and people might've joined my Facebook group and signed up for a free account a year ago and then forgot their password or whatever. And now they want to buy a course, but they've got to log into their account and they type their email in. It says, oh, it's already in use. And then they reset their password. And I just, I want to get rid of that. I'm like, this is a, you know, a, an extra hit. And obviously like depends on the situation. Say like, for example, with Mo what Molly does, because she does a lot of service work as well. People are really going to want to buy. They're going to message her. They're going to get, they're going to go through all that. But if I'm doing like on demand, you know, courses that you buy via send an email and click here, I don't want that extra step. So that's where I went to Thrivecart. And I was like, I'm still going to use New Zealand for the sales page, um, but I'm going to, you know, use Thrivecart for my checkout cart. But then it was a bit of like, they're going to buy on Thrivecart but now I need to send them to New Zenla to log into the course. And I'm like, this is also now not a great experience. Then that came up, Thrivecart Learn, which is fairly new. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think I got a $200 lifetime deal for that. Like, no, it was like $170 lifetime yeah. for it. And I was like, are you kidding? I like literally, I wasn't planning on switching, but I had a client who was thinking about it. So I was like, I'm just going to buy a license so I can play yeah. with it and see behind the scenes. And then I was like, just kidding, navigating all of my courses. Yeah. So I, I love that for that, for the sales experience, you know, yeah. Thrive can't check out to blogging into the course straight away on the platform they've bought is, is great. I found two limitations though, Emily. Are you cool if we talk about this now, Molly? Yeah, go for it. I'm, this oh. is interesting to me. Awesome, <laughs> oh, awesome. These are the two limitations. And it goes back to like find you know what works for you and, and that kind of thing mm -hmm. there. Um, actually, three limitations, but one of them is like a, a false limitation anyway. So Thrivecart mm -hmm. doesn't have like the email capabilities, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. Either does like mm -hmm. Thinkific or Teachable or anything anyway. And also yeah. like New Zealand's got email, but it only it's very basic email. It's kind of like once you get to a certain point, you're gonna to want to use Active Campaign or MailChimp or, or actually that's probably a question. What do you use email marketing, Molly? And if so, what platform do you use for that? Yeah, I use MailerLite currently. Yeah. I exactly. just the first thing I started with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, most people I find MailerLite, MailChimp, or, or Active Campaign, right? So it's kind of like you don't really need your, your course hosting platform doesn't really need email because most people are going to have another one anyway. Um, but the two limitations. So number one is like, I need to put my videos on Vimeo first before mm -hmm. I put them on um, Thrivecart, which is then a little bit of a pain in the ass. So I think now mm -hmm. I've got to have a Vimeo subscription or something. So all of a sudden that, you know, that 500 bucks a month or that 500 one off, but I've got to get Vimeo, which is X amount, or I think I can do it on YouTube, but then maybe the ads come up or, or whatever. So that's mm -hmm. one limitation I've found. What's, what's your take on that, Emily? Yeah. I mean, I think there's actually a thing I haven't actually like dove into the legal use to find out, but I think YouTube has something in their terms of service where they don't like you hosting course videos on there. Oh, so like gotcha. Vimeo is a good option. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, there is something that is so appealing about a platform like Thinkific where they do host all of the things. They're like, just yeah. drop your video here, drop your PDF here. Yeah. But 
The other thing is when you do host on Vimeo, which is what I do with Learn Plus, is if you ever need to change anything, yeah, it's true. a lot easier to like migrate things over, move things around. And Vimeo has a whole bunch of settings you can do as well for like adding in captions and adding in the video experience. So for me, I was like mm. the control that I had over the the design, because what I love about Learn Plus is it has a, a page builder. Mm. Um, so you, uh, I found with some platforms like Teachable and Kajabi, it's like, if you want a video lesson, you put in a video and that's all you get versus uh, Learn Plus. If you want to have multiple videos on a page, you can. Yeah, that is true. That's a very good point. I didn't even think of that. Um, now, the other one, and you might disagree with me on this, uh, Emily, I find the the actual sales page on Thrivecart, so not Learn, on Thrivecart is a little bit harder and, and not as good as like a, a new Zenla or a Kajabi or, or a ClickFunnels. What's, mm. what's your take on that? Mm. Or is that just I'd a disagree? I, I'd be, I'd be curious to hear too, um, like Molly, what you build your sales pages on, because for me, for any of my major programs, like for my, for my group program, the incubator, I have, it's such a long sales page. I have it on my website and then I just mm. connect the buttons to the Thrivecart checkout. Yeah. Whereas for smaller offers or quicker offers, I'll build out, um, a Thrivecart sales page. And you can actually, there's some templates floating around. Dama Ju does a great job. She's in your group. I see her all the time. I think in your group, Jono, um, does phenomenal templates. So you can definitely like make things pretty if you have patience and you kind of know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I think definitely, um, I remember Thinkific had some really good options for building out sales pages and Kajabi and stuff. So it's a little streamlined, but I also mm -hmm. think that as you scale your business, depending on like your goals, eventually you are going to be connecting multiple things. I think yeah. a lot of people are drawn to the all-in-one, the Kajabis, the new Zendlers, yeah. and then they they will migrate. Like it's almost yeah. inevitable to get it's that full functionality of like, you know, you want to have better data, better statistics. You want to track like where on the page people are stopping and clicking and mm -hmm. things. Like you're going to need to have that on your website anyways. Well, I'll even share me with the course creator community. So I was like, right, when I start this new Zendler all-in-one, I've never had an all-in-one before because when I started with fitness education online, they didn't exist. So I was mm. now I've gotten a bit better, but I was paying something like a thousand dollars a month in different Sam Card and ClickFunnels and Teachable and Zapier and Active, probably more. I think I was paying about two thousand dollars a month in in stuff. And I was like, if I was to start again, you know, course creator community, what am I doing? And I was like, New Zenla, this is great, you know, all-in-one. But before long, I'm like, nah, these emails suck. Let me go and buy Active <laughs> Campaign. And then before too long, I was like, nah, this checkout sucks. Let me buy, you know, Thrivecart. So I think mm -hmm. the message mm -hmm. there for the listeners is it depends where you are. My advice would be if you're starting off, start with the all-in-one, even though, as Emily said, it's inevitable. You're soon going to have to buy the other ones. But it, it helps if you start all-in-one on two things, I find. A, the costs, instead of paying you know, 100 here and 100 there and 100 there, it's you know, 40, 50 bucks and you get everything. But also mm -hmm. you don't need to learn the integrations to start with. Mm -hmm. Everything's kind of integrated there. And then by the time it is, it, it is time to move to Thrivecart or Active Campaign or whatever you do, it's very easy to be like, oh, well, I know how this system works. So I just need to do that, I need to do that. Uh, but hey, I, I want to um, be re respectful of, of Molly's time. So I've just got one last question for you. Oh, actually, two last questions. Um, first question is you're obviously a mentor now for plenty of people out there that want to get better with their, their content. I'm curious to hear who your biggest mentors have been that have helped you along the, the years. Uh, and if you can answer this in a few different ways, if you can share like a paid mentor, someone that you've paid money to like a, a coach or a course, and they've really helped you um, an unpaid mentor, someone that you haven't paid, but you follow them on social, you listen to their podcast, whatever it may be. Uh, and then also a book. 
that you recommend every course creator should read if they want to get better at selling online. So mentors, paid, unpaid, and book. Yeah. So the mentor that helped me kind of get stuck out of like, you know, wanting to create multiple things, but I really wasn't making any sales that way. And I really focused hard on just one really awesome offer that I made, you know, I made eventually start getting people results, um, was Harry Needham. I don't know if you guys heard of him, but he, he has a quite a following on Instagram. He really helped me, um, just streamline a simple, you know, process, help me get out of my head. Cause you know, I'm an overthinker. So, um, that's kind of, you know, I think that's a, that's a big thing that people actually struggle with a lot. Cause we're all perfectionist. Um, and we want everything to be really good. And he really helped me with that. Um, there's so many other mentors that I love that I haven't worked with, but I, they've mentored me in other ways. Like there's so many, and I guess the first one, I guess just top of mind that I can think of her name's, uh, Taylor Quinn. Cause I just love her, her podcast. Um, I love her, like no BS approach to making, you know, million dollars your way. Um, so I like, I like how she really makes it that clear. It's like, it's running your business how you want to. And I honestly think that's really what helped me move into no discovery calls, um, and just, you know, enjoying myself and books. Um, I wish I, I would love to hear, uh, your recommendations. I haven't really read a book specifically. I need to be reading more. Um, this is going to be really, a really basic book, but it's just so good that I don't even care if everyone already knows it. It's the, um, what's it called? The, the rich dad, poor dad. Sorry. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that one that I read that before starting my business, but I was convinced that I, you know, I need a business after this. Like I need, there's so many, so many ways looking so inspiring. So I think that's what really helps me like look at things in a different way. Also the secret, oh, such yeah. a good book too, but I think that that just helps because mindset has so much to do with it, honestly. Well, I'll tell you now, I think those two books you picked are probably the two biggest that had the same impact in my life as well. Same kind of thing. I read, read Rich Dad. I can't remember how I found it, but that was like the first book. I didn't even know what self-development or I didn't even know what yeah. money was but before I read that, you know? Then I read that and I was like, oh, you don't just get a job and work. You know, there's there's other things that at place. So that that changed my mind. And then same with The Secret. You know, I went to this um this kind of seminar on property, actually, like one of those free ones and they got multi-speakers. They try and sell you stuff or whatever. It was really good. It was like the first one of those things that, that I went to. So I learned heaps and like the head of it was like, Hey, if you're going to do one thing, just, you know, read this book or was it a book or did... I think I watched it on YouTube. I didn't even know it was a book. It was just like, you know, watch this DVD or whatever. I found it on YouTube and I was just like, Oh, okay. This is a different way of, of thinking. You yeah. Know? And it was like, it was funny. Like the way the presenter kind of sold to, to, you know, watch the secret. He was like, all right. You know, like he told his story. And he's like, I had a, a mentor or whatever. And, you know, I was broke. And the mentor said, hey, you know, watch this. And he was like, oh, this looks like a bit of hoo-ha or whatever. The person's like, well, I'm rich and you're broke. Your way isn't working. So, you know, try this and, and see if it works for you. And he's like, and I tried it and it worked for me. And I was like, all right. Well, when I was listening to that, I was broke and this guy's rich. So I'm like, I might listen to that and, you know, see how it goes. So, yeah, I love both of those two there. i got a whole bookshelf, but I think those two are definitely up there with me. Uh, Emily, I'm going to ask you the, the question on your podcast as well, but why not give it away now? Because I just feel rude if me and Molly have said it and, and you haven't. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because I was like sitting here and I was like, what, what book would I say? And I kind of made an intentional decision 
it was actually two years ago that I was like, I want to stop reading business books for a mm. while. And I was like, and, and even like, I just was only reading like absolute trash fiction, <laughs> like, like not, not even self-development, spiritual books, nothing like that. Because I just, I was like, for me, I was like, I just want to create space for like getting mm. inspiration from other things and not, and not necessarily being in that. So I, I don't have a good answer right now. I feel like I need to, I need to think on that. I have like 10 minutes before we record again for next well, week. So well, see, I'm going well, to think. It's funny. Like I used to be a, a avid reader, you know, for about mm -hmm. 10 years, I read a book a week. Uh, yeah. For about 10 mm -hmm. years. And then it's only just, and all business self-development books. And it's only just been recently. It could be that I've, that I've stopped doing that. And there could be a couple different things. It might just be I've read every book now. So it's like every new book is like, mm -hmm. ah, this isn't as good as Rich Dad, Poor Dad. This is just a watered down version of The Secret, you know. Um, or maybe I'm <laughs> getting older, you know, or maybe like um, just getting to a point of my business where it's it's more comfortable now. Um, so now I've I've switched. But I still think reading is a good thing. You know, I think like it's a it's a good thing just not like not just in general. You know, I think it's a good thing for your vocabulary, you know, for your imagination. So I still want to make sure I'm reading something. So now I'm just reading every autobiography out there because I find that's kind of a good mix where it's like entertaining, but still kind of motivating. So I've read like you know, Will Smith's book and Kevin Hart's book and all the athletes book. And I just finished Ralph Macchio's book about the karate kid. Um and now also I'm even starting, I've never read a fiction book in my life, right? But now I've just, I'm a massive Sons of Anarchy fan. And I just found out they've got a comic book series. So I just, um, yeah, downloaded that and, and started reading it. Mm -hmm. um, hey, before we finish up, Molly, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people watching this, listening to this that are like, this woman is awesome. She knows her stuff. I want to follow her. I want to work with her. Uh, let us know a little bit where we go to follow you. I'll obviously put your, your Instagram down below. I believe you've got a podcast starting. So let us know about that. And also let us know a little bit about your program. Yeah. So, um, the best place would be go to my Instagram. I'll be, you know, I am dropping podcasts soon by the time this comes out and you'll be able to see all the details there. And then also, um, check my stories out. If you're looking to work with me, I'm at mollymansky.co on Instagram. Um, and if you are just wanting to learn more, you know, just follow me, let's, let's be friends. Or, you know, if you're really wanting to get into starting your business, then we can talk about my program. Um, it's called PCA, the Profitable Content Academy. And that's where really we'll dive into your messaging and really getting people to just say, like, I am in um, where I sign up. And yeah. Awesome. All right. And I'll put all those links down in the show notes. I'll make sure I get the name of your podcast before this launches, Molly. So everyone listening to this can also listen to that as well. That's pretty much all I wanted to get through today, Molly. Is there anything I should have asked you but forgot to or anything you want to finish us off with? You know what? No, I think this was a very fun, collaborative conversation. It was so nice to hear different perspectives. And um, I've had so much fun. So thank you for having me. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Molly. Emily, did you have anything you wanted to finish off or ask Molly before we finish up? I just kind of echoing that this is really fun. This is my first kind of like multiple people on a podcast thing, like ch chatting, being able to just kind of explore different things. And thank you for tolerating uh, Jono and I nerding out about course platforms there at the end. Sometimes we just get going and it's like, okay, we're going to reel ourselves back in. So it was really, really fun to connect and chat with you. 
Hey, course creators, real quick before we get into today's episode, I've got a little favor to ask. As a lot of you are probably aware, one of my goals for this year is to get this, is to massively grow this podcast and get it to be one of the top ranking podcasts in the, the marketing space. Uh, to do that, what really helps is if I can generate as many uh, ratings as, as reviews as possible from listeners. So if you're a returning listener, if you could take a couple seconds and just give me a, a quick rating and review on Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you listen to, that would mean the world, that would mean the world to me. Anyway, let's get to today's show. <laughs> 